Hi, everybody, and this is Naeem Hassan, and welcome to the Olympic Mindset Podcast. You know, I was thinking about this sensation we have in our body called stress and how often we become so accustomed to it that we feel that that is a normal state for us to be in. But reality is that's not normal. It is certainly a normal process that happens, but the normal uh, aspect of that is really calmness for us. See, it's like turning on your car. If you aren't engaged and have your foot on the gas pedal, the car will just quietly idle. And that's our natural state. Our natural state is more calmness. And we induce this sense of stress and anxiety through all of the activities that we might be engaged in and thinking about that drives our sympathetic nervous system crazy, inducing adrenaline and cortisol response, heart racing, and all those kind of sensations. And because perhaps many of us don't know and understand the difference between that stress response, relaxation response, and the systems in our body that are initiating those, like your sympathetic nervous system or your parasympathetic nervous system response, we just go about our life and adapt to that stress kind of a state. Well, over the long term, it changes our chemical structure. We go from more alkaline environment to a more acidic environment. And I believe it's that acidity throughout our system that continues to intensify, that wreaks havoc in our cells and every aspect of our body. So finding ways for us to induce a more calm kind of a state becomes our advantage. And how do we do that? Well, we often hear and people talking about meditation. And certainly there's that is one way of doing that, sitting quietly and focusing our attention on our breathing or some other guided visual imagery is certainly a way to turn off that anxiety. But there are other ways to do that. When you pay attention to the sensation in the body, the calmness that comes over us when we are maybe walking through the park and focusing our attention on the, the trees, the birds, the animals, and watching other people engage, that can also induce that same sense of calmness. So it's not so much about just sitting in one place and paying attention to our breathing or something, which is one way to do that, but also becoming aware that there are other ways that we begin to learn to direct our attention. And it's the directing of attention I have found to be a, another method by which we can activate this calmness and bring about this sense of relief in our body. I find it when I'm exercising, when I'm shooting free throws or shooting baskets because you have to be focused. I find it when I'm paying attention to my job, my business, taking photographs because, again, I am totally present. So what I've come to know, it, it is the a catalyst. All of these activities serve as a catalyst to bring our attention to a point and it's the bringing the attention to the point that turns off the stress and puts us in a more relaxed state. The equivalent of taking your foot off the gas pedal and the car goes into its normal state, which is a quiet idle. We have the ability to do that ourselves. And it's just about paying attention and practicing a higher sense of awareness. This is Naeem Hassan and welcome to the Olympic Mindset Podcast. You know, a few weeks ago, I was having a discussion with a group of young people, about 150 high school young people, and we were talking about goals and dreams and, and those kind of things. And one of the things I noticed in the audience was just a handful of young people sitting there with something to write with, probably maybe just a fraction. And the others were just sitting there as if to be entertained. Not a bad thing. Well, what I mentioned to those young people is the fact that whenever you go to a business meeting or a gathering or something, you need to have something to write on and write with. Not so much about what you're going to hear from the audience or from the presenter, 
But what about your own thoughts? See, every time I'm in a meeting, my mind is racing. I'm hearing ideas. I'm hearing the conversation. I'm hearing the discussion that's being presented from stage. And what it does, it inspires thought. It inspires ideas. And perhaps there's a problem that I'm working on trying to resolve. And maybe something that the presenter says triggers something in my mind. And I'm able to uh, come up with some other ideas based on that uh, conversation. But I'm scribbling. I have something to write on and write with. And so I'm able to capture those ideas and those thoughts. And I look around and I noticed uh, most of the meetings that I uh, photographed, people are sitting there as if to be entertained. And it's not so much, again, about what being said from the stage. It's about what are you thinking? What thoughts are merging out of you that might be directly connected to your own goals and dreams that might manifest themselves in those moments? And the tendency, I know I've had this experience where you think you're going to remember all of this stuff and you're going to write it down later and you never remember. And you might miss some very, very valuable insights and maybe could be one thought could be the key that triggers this whole avalanche of other amazing opportunities. And so my message again, and I do this all the time, so I'm sharing with you what I'm doing and other folks that I know is you have a journal. You have a small book or something that you carry with you when you're in meetings. You can draw pictures or whatever you do when you're sitting in meetings besides talking and texting on your phone. But maybe you uh, have an idea and you write it down in your journal and you keep this ongoing dialogue with yourself so that those ideas come out of your head and go someplace more permanently. Putting them in your phone is great, but you can't type fast enough. And I know it's a lot of times the wonderful opportunities are manifesting that way. So when we think about how does the spirit show up in our life, that's one way it shows up. It shows up as an idea. And if we don't become diligent about capturing that, we are going to miss out on a tremendous opportunity. This is Naeem Hassan and welcome to the Olympic Mindset Podcast. I keep thinking about repetition and I think about it in all the many forms in which we engage in that particular activity. And what comes to mind again is the three things that I'm working on currently, two of which are more physical, the other is more mental. And this is about practice. It's about repetitions, about continuing to develop the skills on how we begin a process and how we grow and develop over time. The first is I came back from Costa Rica here over a month ago and I decided that, you know, I'm going to be real intentional about learning Spanish. I felt a little more handicapped this last time being there, not being able to speak. So I came back with the commitment that I'm going to learn to speak Spanish. And I found this program online, Duolingo, and I've been doing that for uh, the last month or so. I uh, had a string of days in a row, so one of the things that they do is they keep track of how many days you practice, and they give you these little incentives in the program, which uh, in my case acts as a very uh, powerful motivator. But I had a string going of about 10 days, and then I missed a day, and then it reminds you that you uh, broke your string of practice, but now I'm on about 24 days in a row of going through practice. And, and practices last about maybe five minutes or so. And sometimes on the weekends, I go a little bit longer through some of the exercises. But I'm noticing improvement. The key there is daily practice. The other thing I've been also working on is um, golf. I got back into golf here a couple of months ago and I had an opportunity to get some new clubs and been going to the driving range. 
And I'll tell you later how many times, how many balls I've actually hit. But again, it's about practice. It's about repetition. It's about learning the mechanics and then practicing the mechanics. Now, when we think about golf, we might think about it as being just a physical activity. But the reality is golf, along with learning Spanish, are both mental activities. The instrument that we use to help us develop might be a little different. So when I think about Spanish, it's all in my head. And it's about... Uh, oftentimes not being able to recognize tangibly how these phrases and words go together, and, and I'm still working through that. But with golf, on the other hand, it's very physical in nature because there are so many little details that you have to pay attention to, and the pay un- paying attention is still a cognitive process. And so both of which I've come to realize are mental activities just approached from a little different perspective. And both can be very and are very challenging. And the key is understanding the relationship between the two. So let's talk about golf, for example. Golf, again, is being a very physical activity. And we don't think about it necessarily in terms of how the mental processes are working to help us advance in that particular sport. It's very technical. The movements, the foot placement, hand placement, how you're thinking or not thinking, Uh, making sure that the movements we develop over time are consistent movements producing the kinds of results that we want, all of which takes time and all of which is very incremental in their effort. But the frustration that could ensue is a mental process. And so learning to manage that so that we continue to show up and go through our practice uh, is very important. What I see happening, I, I was fortunate to do or photographed two golf tournaments over the last weekend here. And one of the things I noticed in one particular um, tournament, the players seemed to be more advanced in how they played consistently. Um, What I also noticed is that the amount of time that those players spent in practice on the driving range was also different. In the other tournament, I noticed that folks hadn't played very often. They'd come out maybe only once a year, or a couple times a year in practice, and there was a noticeable difference. But the, the difference was in how much time the individuals had spent in practice and preparation. Because one of the things that we, we get to know is that preparation is happening all the time. We are all preparing and doing something. If we're engaged in any kind of thought process, we are practicing something. And the key is I, I found is just becoming aware of how that practice manifests in our life and how we organize our thinking so that we can continue to show up every day and do our practice in whatever area that practice um, happens to be. Whether it's learning Spanish, there's a practice required a little bit every day. Golf, if you're playing that sport, regular practice, going to the driving range, working on your swing and, and chipping and putting and all of the elements, each one of those skills require time and dedication by themselves. And so I use practice, particularly if I'm shooting free throws as well, or golf as well, because they're mental exercises. And the great thing I I like about those is because they give you some milestones. There's some tangible evidence that show that you are developing. And I think having the physical, tangible elements that show us how we are developing is very critical because then you take that and you apply it to other areas of our life, whether it's on those areas where there's more cognitive uh, processes going on, where there isn't the same kind of physical evidence that you are improving. 
Like if you're going to the gym and you're working out, there's evidence you're getting stronger, hopefully. Um, there's some physical evidence. But when you're doing cognitive processes only, there isn't the same sensation and feeling of development and proof that you're developing, which is why there are tests that you take. The test is kind of that indicator that progress is being made on the one hand. And what I'm finding is that we need to make sure that we are engaging in both, using the physical processes to help us guide ourselves through the process of what it takes to incrementally grow and develop, and then being able to use that same process on cognitive process and being able to connect the dots between the two so that we don't get discouraged if the activities we're involved in are more cognitive than physical. And I like using both because, again, they both teach and they reinforce this process that we're involved in and we are going to stay involved in because that's how we are going to set goals and accomplish the goals. Understanding cognitively what needs to happen and realizing that everything is cognitive. We just, the body becomes the interface by which we connect to our mind or we're all in our head depending on the activity. But again, everything is incremental, daily, little bit at a time, and understanding that that seems to be the process no matter what we do and learning to manage our mindset, thought process, so we don't get discouraged and frustrated and not want to do our daily practice. So again, it's about planting the seeds, and the seeds of activity uh, gets planted and they grow over time, and we keep nurturing and watering and practicing daily, and then we let go and let God and the dots get connected, and before you know it, growth and development is happening in a way that you can't even imagine. Hi, everybody, and this is Naeem Hassan, and welcome to the Olympic Mindset Podcast. I woke up thinking this morning about comfort time. And what does that mean? Well, over the years, one of the things I've found is that when we are beginning on a new journey and we are planning and trying to figure out all the activities necessary to uh, engage and grow, for example, growing my photography business, uh, it was new in the beginning and wasn't sure exactly what time I'm going to need and what activities are going to manifest and so forth. And so what I found is that I filled my time up with other activities, whether working out or doing personal training or engaged in other kinds of activities that I were more familiar with that had commitments to. And what it did, it filled up my day. It filled up my week. And when opportunities came along as related to my photography business that I was looking to grow, there were times when there were conflicts in the schedule. I was not available to take advantage of some of the opportunities or the meetings, or the projects that were directly related to me growing my photography business. So over time, what I figured out is that I can't fill up my time with those kinds of activities. I need to leave my calendar open, begin to work on my mind, use that time to study and reflect, and develop my skills within my photography business, so that when those calls came, what seemed to be at the last minute, I was available and ready to take advantage uh, and work. Because photography business was my primary objective, it was to grow that. But if we're not available to do the main thing that we intend to do to help move our lives forward, then we miss out on opportunity. And so my question to you and to me is, are we filling up our time with comfort activities? And that might be going to the gym, going to the park, scheduling meetings just because it's fun. Because we think we need to have a busy calendar. It needs to be full of stuff. 
But what I found is that filling it up with stuff just makes it so that those become hindrances and roadblocks to other opportunities that will manifest. And it distracts us. It doesn't allow us to reflect. It doesn't allow us to be present in our life. It just keeps us busy. And oftentimes we might miss out on some amazing opportunities, some amazing ideas and thoughts and people simply because we are busy being busy. So my encouragement is just if you have some time, don't fill it up. If your calendar is empty and you have a couple of days, don't fill it up with busy stuff because you think you need to be busy because busy and productive are not the same thing. And there's been times over this last week or so that I've received three calls, emails from people, what seems to be out of the blue. They say last minute, but I don't believe in last minute. And they were asking me if I was available within a day or two of doing a, a photography project. And because I've practiced that and realized that that's how opportunities begin to manifest in my life, I have three new projects that I'm going to do simply because I didn't feel the urge to fill up my time with other busy activities. So keep that in mind. Allow some time in your calendar for flex. Allow some time in your calendar so that when those opportunities begin to manifest, the ones that you can't imagine right now, and know that when we follow something like that for yourself, all of us, opportunities manifest in ways that we can't even imagine. Hi everybody, this is Naeem Hassan and welcome to the Olympic Mindset Podcast. I was just reflecting on an idea that when we invest our time and energy into, let's say, our own personal goal and dream, and we are so convinced and dedicated to the achievement and we invest all of our time and energy and over the course of time, maybe the outcomes that we want begin to manifest, maybe it doesn't. And maybe it doesn't manifest in the way that we imagine it should. One of the things I come to know over the years is from my training as an Olympic athlete and corporate executive is that oftentimes the outcomes that I wanted didn't manifest in the way that I had envisioned. But as time unfolded, I started to realize that outcomes manifested and benefits appeared in a different kind of way. And so sometimes I was a little bit confused by the fact that what I wanted didn't manifest exactly as I had envisioned, but outcomes did manifest and results did produce. I was just thinking about the idea that whenever we invest time and energy into something, even though we might have our own vision of how the outcome we want to manifest, we have to know that the universe is like collecting all of that energy, all of that effort, and it is going to manifest, it is going to produce an outcome in some form or fashion, and oftentimes not in the way that we imagine it would. And I think about my effort, and I think about my work now, and um, when I was training and competing, I was thinking about the fact that, you know, if I win gold medals, I would maybe hopefully get some endorsements. And to me, that meant money. And one of the things I realized that endorsements manifest in a lot of different ways. And it's not just about advertisements and, and those kind of things. It shows up in the form of a recommendation. Somebody sees and appreciates the work that you've done and saw perhaps that you invest a lot of time and energy into a process and they see that as dedication. And maybe they put in a good word for you and you get an opportunity to do some work or advance your business or whatever it is. And what I've come to know is that also is called an endorsement. 
And so those opportunities have manifested in a whole different kind of way than I had originally imagined. But nevertheless, the energy that was expended over the years, I believe God collected that energy and just rewarded it completely differently. So I don't think the, I know for a fact, I don't think the energy is ever lost when we invested. It. it just perhaps will produce an outcome differently than we imagined. So don't be afraid about investing your time and energy. Just put the time and energy into your thing and just know that the universe, God, whatever you call that power, is going to reward you for that time spent. Hi, everybody. This is Naeem, and welcome to the Olympic Mindset Podcast. I was reflecting on the idea of a question, and often we have been afraid of receiving such a statement because of fear that we may not be able to answer that question. But when I think about how much I've learned over the years simply because of the question, what comes to mind is a few years ago when I was working on a certification program and I was doing some work with one of the local government agencies. They asked me a question I had never heard before. And so I had the opportunity to take that information and go to someone, in this case my insurance agent, and pose that question. But had I not been asked the question in the first place, I would not have a frame of reference at all in terms of what I needed to do to provide to this particular agency in order to create an opportunity to work. But it was because of the question. It was because of the information that lived in that question that I had never been asked before. So there was no frame of reference at all in terms of how I articulate or where to look for that information. And so I just want to put that out into the world that questions are a great opportunity for us to learn and grow. Because we might be exposed to things we have never seen before, never heard before, and as a result of that, we can't ourselves generate questions. But when someone is giving us the privilege and the opportunity to entertain the question, it also stimulates in us an opportunity to expand our perspective in life and cause us to grow in a way that we would never be able to grow had there not been a question. So learn to embrace the question, ask questions, encourage others to ask you questions, because I think it's locked in the question that magic happens. We grow as individuals, we grow as a community, we grow as a team, simply because we ask questions, and the question itself stimulates in us a desire to know and a desire to be creative. You see, there are many examples. See, I love to travel. And I also love to do my work, my photography business, because for me, photography is more like meditation because you have to be totally present and in the moment when you're doing that kind of work, paying attention and being completely observant. But if I have an opportunity to travel, it also means that I'm not available to work in my uh, home area. And so I have to decide, do I love to travel and do I am I willing to perhaps give up the opportunity to make money on the one hand um, for the desire to feed my spirit by traveling on the other hand. And in either case, it it's can be a difficult um, choice to make. But nevertheless, you have, you have to ask yourself which of those two actually line up more at that moment with what it is that you're trying to do and how you're trying to um, develop your spirit and move your life in a direction that's consistent with uh, what 
is in your heart and mind. And so it's, again, it's not an easy uh, choice to make sometimes. But nevertheless, we have to make the choice and then begin to adjust. You see, there are many examples. See, I love to travel. And I also love to do my work, my photography business, because for me, photography is more like meditation because you have to be totally present and in the moment when you're doing that kind of work, paying attention and being completely observant. But if I have an opportunity to travel, it also means that I'm not available to work in my uh, home area. And so I have to decide, do I love to travel and do I'm, am I willing to perhaps give up the opportunity to make money on the one hand um, for the desire to feed my spirit by traveling on the other hand. And in either case, it it's can be a difficult um, choice to make. But nevertheless, you have, you have to ask yourself, which of those two actually line up more at that moment with what it is that you're trying to do and how you're trying to um, develop your spirit and move your life in a direction that's consistent with uh, what is in your heart and mind. And so, it's, again, it's not an easy uh, choice to make sometimes. But nevertheless, we have to make the choice and then begin to adjust.